We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm very, very grateful to be in the position that I am right now and, and to see my teammates throughout this whole season, all the things that we have been through, you name it, the weather, the injuries, um, you know, Deham situation, just all this stuff, just seeing my, my boys, my teammates, you know, go out there and continue to fight. It wouldn't be, you know, I have to, I have to make it, you know, I have to give it a go. Um, this is a special group. I've been saying it all along, and uh, I'm just glad I can be a part of it today. Bill Safety Micah Hyde, back practicing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, we, maybe, maybe we see Hyde and or Crowder. For a divisional round matchup, should the Bills advance over the Miami Dolphins, which I believe we're all anticipating happening Sunday afternoon. It is Football Friday. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, we are live on the stream as well. Uh, the WGR. Hi, Jeremy. Why isn't, uh, why isn't Joe on the stream? I'm jumping Joe, in right now. Joe, are you going right. to get on the stream too? Just wanted to get her up and rolling. Really? And I'm jumping in. I'll Three get people. Yeah. I always think it looks cool. Like, you know, he's in the other room, producer, doing stuff. Yeah. Looks cool. So we're on the Facebook stream. Here we are. That move. You're out. I want to see the that that Syracuse winning the national title behind you. Yeah, oh, it's funny you ask. Yes, it is. Yeah, the <laughs> newspapers from when Syracuse won the national That's title. Cool. Yes, they, That's cool. Yes, they are. I was actually today looking at fake wallpaper that would make it look like a, a, a an esteemed library or something. Nice. I could just put it on the wall back behind me. Yeah. And then I could do a segment like this from the study. Yeah. You, you don't know? have. You should have shelves of books to make it look yeah. like you're. A very studious, intelligent yes. human being who loves to read. It's between that and hanging a bunch of like my golf bag tags and yardage books from some of the courses I've played. It's got to look a little more, uh, you know, esteemed in here is all I'm trying to say. We're going to get your calls in a moment. Do you have a spot reserved for a p- potential Bills Super Bowl uh, oh, headline yeah. there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, I have the RJ banner from RJ night. I should put that in here. Right. And there's going to be a Ryan Miller banner, too, for Miller night, which uh, will be Next a, week. Great, That's right. a great night. Yeah. Paul tweeted last night fans are going to be urged to get in their seats at like 5.50 hey or 6 o'clock. Hey, Joe. Oh, wow. What's up? Oh, repping the AFC East Champions sweatshirt. Yep, 2020. Nice. 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 Felt, like, felt like the time. The AFC I went East with the blue hoodie because it's blue unis this week, right? Blue on blue? blue Is on that blue. the deal? I believe so. All right. I, I couldn't remember if I saw that from last week or if it was this week. They oh, I thought it was. I saw a tweet this week. I thought it was blue on blue, and they're like 7-1 and one this season, blue on blue, something yeah. like that. I saw real quick before a call. I saw. Yeah. I was looking at the lines for the game. You know, we're just doing the, the same thing. There's the over under forty three and a half is what I see. The Bills are a thirteen point favorite. I, I was just looking at the player props, not you know to tell you what to bet or anything, but just because it's a good indication of like you know what the sports books think the game might have. And the number that jumped out at me as the most worthy of bringing up was Josh Allen rushing attempts. Hmm. What do you think the over under is for Josh Allen's rushing attempts? In this game against Miami? Six, six and a half. Six and a half? Joe, what do you think? Um, That's good. I can go with six and a half. I was going to say like seven, so. It's nine and a half. <sighs> wow. Ten as, as attempts? As attempts. Attempts. Wow. That's a big that's number. That's a big number. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. And, you know, I, I, it's funny. Like, football always has these things where, 
oh, the Bills are 10-1 and one when they do this and 2-5 and five when they do this. Ten attempts mm. rushing in this game, I want to say I don't want anything to do with that. Is yeah. that wrong? I mean, it, listen, he's he's great when he does it. There's no doubt about it. But that has to be more than just designed runs. That, sure. That, that would be a number scrambles. of scrambles. has to be. And the way this defense gives up plays in the passing game and points, I'm just hoping the offense – Operates and he doesn't come close to nine and a half carries. I'm uh, the only thing I would think of is yes, it has to factor in scrambles because there wouldn't be that many design runs for Josh Allen, and maybe they're looking at it. If the if there is a strength to point out on Miami's defense, it's the line, it's up front. So maybe they're looking at you know Phillips and Ingram and Chubb and Wilkins and all this and going well, they're going to be able to get pressure and disrupt the pocket. So Josh is going to get out on the edges. He's going to scramble, and he does well. By the way, he's got a good history in terms of his rushing yards. Well, against everybody, but especially Miami. That's the only way I could see that is they think he's going to be in a situation where he's out of the pocket for a number of reasons, and he's going to be able to tack on a whole bunch of scrambles at that point. I mean, the line, Mike, I like them. You know, Josh on the edge yeah. against their linebackers and DBs. I love the matchup. I just don't want him to run that much. Mike on the Facebook feed asks a good question. Does that include kneel downs? And that is a yes. Those are rushing oh, attempts. Yeah, that's right. Let's so hope that, there's a few of them. Yeah, so that could be very likely that it's a kneel down is a rushing attempt. Okay, so then that drops the number to six and a half, where you guys would have said it, I guess. I guess if you're that big a favorite, they will. Well, then the other thing is this: Will he? I'm sorry to do this in the playoffs. Will he play the whole game? See, I, I saw, <laughs> oh, my God, Jeremy, this is, I was just yeah. thinking when you said Josh's kneel downs to me. I was thinking, well, what if it's a blowout? How many times is Matt Barkley handing the ball off? Yeah, I mean, you know, knock on wood, the Bills blow this thing open. And he doesn't play the whole game. You know, they, they're able to pull him in the fourth quarter and rest him up for the divisional of, round. Of all the game scripts, my favorite one is one where Josh does not have to play the fourth quarter. Yeah, that'd be great. My least favorite is one where he has to run the ball ten times. I don't think he's running that much. Look, I think he'll be able to make – I really do think he'll be able to make enough plays in the pocket in the passing game. And I don't think he's going to be, like, running for his life the whole afternoon. I wouldn't think there'd be – you know, there's always a – what, a handful of quarterback draws, maybe a quarterback sweep? I just I don't see him like running for dear life and being forced out of the pocket all day long. I, I think the Bills offensive line will be able to hold off hold up enough against their pass rush. Phillips being the main guy I'm worried about on the outside, and Wilkins being the guy I'm worried about on the inside. He can really mess a whole bunch of things up. Yeah. But um I, I think Josh will have success throwing the ball. I don't think he's gonna run that much. I would yeah, like but- to see James Cook have a good shot at running the football a whole bunch of times. If you, wanna, if you want to run the ball, let Cook run the ball. To me, Allen running the ball sometimes represents a little bit of desperation from the offense. Mm-hmm. And I welcome that in Cincinnati, and I'm going to welcome that in the Kansas City game as well and the Super Bowl, like whatever it takes. But, you know, this is a Miami team. I know it's the playoffs, so it's, if, if it gets to desperation mode, you do whatever it takes. I, I just hope that the game kind of comes to them much easier than having to do that. We are taking your calls. We want to get uh, get connected with our fans this morning on Football Friday, 803-0550 to join us. Plus, I mean, you, your face won't be on, but you can technically tell people you're famous. You're on the stream link, StreamYard on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, let's go to Miami. Jimmy, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, sure. this is really uh, more or less an observation about the Dolphins. Um you know, I'm down here. I read a lot about the Dolphins in the Miami Herald and how much uh, the team loves McDaniel, how much the front office loves him, how they were excited about this year with Tyreek Hill. And then, of course, they got off to this 6-0 and or 7-0 and start. So, 
I mean, they look they look like world beaters in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, this thing that they didn't foresee with all these co- concussions with Tua. I mean, I I, I think he's, he's in his still in his rookie contract right now. I think they have to make a decision next year. I just don't know how they how they hang with Tua and give him forty million, make him a franchise quarterback. How do they how do they keep this guy? He's so fragile. He gets thrown around like a, like a rag doll and gets his head smashed against the turf. He's going to be out again for you know a few more games. So I, I just don't know how they do it. Um, it's just something that they didn't foresee, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brady, seeing the weapons that they have here in Miami with, with Tyreek Hill and Waddle and, and the defense, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brady, he's, he's going to be gone from Tampa, we know that. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up here. But anyway, I'll hang up. Maybe you guys already talked about this, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Well, he's got... Three years in, right? So, and he he was a first round pick, right, fellas? Mm-hmm. So they would have the uh, fifth year option deadline coming up. I mean, they don't have to give him the forty million dollar multi year contract. He's under contract for year four next season. If they want to, they pick up the fifth year option, and he's under contract for twenty twenty four. So on that, isn't he a good candidate to pick up the fifth year option? Yeah, Be- because of the money. If you Daniel Jones, the Giants didn't pick up the fifth year option on Daniel Jones. Be, yeah, and instead the money might get more expensive. Like a lot of times, the team doesn't do the fifth year option because they say they're effectively saying we're not quite betting against this player. It's all salary cap related. But if you're the Dolphins, you could let it go and not pick up the fifth year option. And if he has a good year and stays healthy, well, then you have a really tough decision to make because it would be very expensive. You can always tag him. Right, the tag. You but still don't have year, to give out the multi-year contract. But what's the fifth-year option on a first-round quarterback? I know. I was just trying to it's, find that amount. By quarterback standards, it's cheap. Yeah. It's why Allen and Mahomes and even Kyler Murray, a lot of these guys want their deals redone as early as possible because, you know, that fourth year and even the fifth year, it's it's not that big. So when Kyler Murray's fifth-year option was picked up, it would have been picked up this past off season. It was just a shade under $30 million. Oh, okay. I guess the quarterback fifth-year option is high. I take it all back. I didn't realize it was that high. For I didn't either. Option I, I would have thought it might be $10 million fewer than that, actually. Had he made a Pro Bowl? Because that does kick your fifth-year uh, yeah. option up. I don't know. And yeah. I don't know that Tua has made a Pro Bowl yet. Did he make it this year? He was the leader. Yo, he no, he didn't make it. he didn't. He was the leading vote-getter, and he didn't make it. Yeah, you know what? Now, now so Kyler got 29. In this same article, the option that was declined on Daniel Jones was 22. Okay. That is not that crazy for quarterbacks. That's like, what I mean. Yeah. It's, 22 is not bad. That's right. less than Ryan Tannehill. That's less than Matt Ryan, Brady. It's, yeah, it's going to come in like 19th or 20th among quarterback salaries. What are the chances Brady ends up in Miami next season? They wanted him, right? Before. Yeah. The owner is still the owner who wanted him. It's not a bad idea, right? Brady gets to stay in Florida. He gets really good passing weapons. He's on a offense. He's got a good offensive play caller as a head coach. I don't know if he, he gets, wants to be in the division or not. Does he give any thought to how he's going to look in that jersey? You don't think the color know. the color clashes with his eyes or something? Yeah. Or, do you think? He saw, would, do you think? He, I, how much would it matter? Do you think it, he would even think? Do I or do I not want to be back in the East? Well, the alternative is Vegas. That's that's been a team that's been rumored mm-hmm. to be after him with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, which which road is easier? In one division is Patrick Mahomes, and another is Josh Allen. I mean, it's not 
neither of those spots is ideal. Tampa was a great landing spot because that division was right there for the taking, right? Yeah. Drew Brees left, and the Bucks were able to step right in, and the competition's not been great, proven by they win the division with a crummy record. I guess some of it is how much would he care, want to? Does he want to beat New England? Does he want to come? I'm not, obviously, he's not shooting for New England. That he's got to be... shoot for the Bills. But does he want to play <laughs> against New England two times a year and beat the Patriots? Yes, he does. Well, maybe he definitely he, wants to Look, that, if he right? comes into the division, you know, he's at the very least on the second best team in the division. I'd still pick the Bills as the division favorite. But they're better than New England and they're better than the Jets. Even if the Jets go out and de- get Derek Carr, Miami's a better football team. So he would be on at least the second best team in the division. In the West, be on what, the third best team in the division? Behind Herbert and the Chargers mm-hmm. and Mahomes in Kansas City? Yeah, I'd be curious. I mean, I, I you know, I'd rather not see him come into the division because I, I don't think he's shot. And I'd be worried about him making Miami better. And I'd just as soon not see that happen. So I'd like for him to go elsewhere, to be honest with you, not in the AFC East. 8030550 to join us. We're getting connected with our fans and we're going to Chris in South Carolina next. You're on WGR on Football Friday. Go right ahead. So gosh, um, I was just curious as far as the secondary market for um, the AFC championship game now that a destination's been uh, been announced. You know, what 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 are you guys' thoughts? Have you heard anything? Or like um, I know we talked or you guys talked about it yesterday, you know about how would the split be moving forward if they were to, you know, do that permanently, the championship game at a neutral site. But I was curious if you guys have heard anything or what, because on SeatGeek and StubHub and all the sites, it's still showing the uh, the home team. So I didn't know if you guys knew. And uh, lastly, and I'll listen off air, keep feeding Cook, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> I would imagine they won't do that until the, after this round, right? Yeah. Information on tickets. Yeah, he's right. I'm at, I'm at Seat Geek. Chris, you're right. It shows at Buffalo games at Baltimore at Cincy. All it shows all these different sites. It has nothing about a neutral site game yet at this point. I and, I saw it ahead. from someone last night that fans that opted in for both the Bills and Chiefs to the championship game will have first dibs. Yeah, the season. Yeah. Well, the season ticket holders would right, have right first holders. dibs for both teams. So everybody call Jeremy on his but tickets. That's that, that's tough though because like first crack at that how many people is that first off right. what's the attendance in atlanta is it a seventy thousand seat stadium yeah, and 60? how many season ticket holders are there combined between right. the bills and but, the chiefs you can't get to everybody that's, that's one hundred twenty thousand. now i would imagine not everyone's going to travel but yeah i guess it comes down to will everyone that wants to go be able to go from a ticket standpoint you know yeah. maybe your own budget doesn't allow you to yeah. go but will there be a ticket for every season ticket holder that does want to make that trip? I can't believe there would be. Mathematically, I wouldn't. I don't know how many how many Bills season ticket holders are there. Let's say there are there are fifty five thousand. Thirty or oh, fifty. Okay, so fifty five thousand Bills, and there's got to be what forty fifty thousand Chiefs season ticket. What percentage of those fifty five thousand will actually yeah, want know. to go to Atlanta? Right. And leave town for a weekend. Is it twenty thousand? I was going to I was going to guess half. So let's, okay. if it's half, so, it's 20, 27, a little bit 25, 30. I, I still think you can't – wow, that's still, that would still be 30 between both – that's like 50,000 season ticket holders combined in a – Joe, did you look up the – 71,000. Okay. I, I, I don't know how it works. I don't yeah, know. That, they fit. I mean, that, if it's half of each season ticket base, then it fits. I don't know how good a comparison this is, but I just looked up a, the split <laughs> at the SEC championship game, Yeah, and which is neutral site, kind of, right, Georgia – was in it, but that that takes place yeah. every year in Atlanta, 
and 12% of those tickets were sold to people with Louisiana zip codes because mm. LSU was in the SEC championship. So yeah. LSU, who was a neutral 12. team in that game, had 12%. Jeremy, as a season ticket holder in the playoffs, are you limited to the number of seats you can buy? They give you the option to buy more single seats, and those do run out. Those are first come, first serve. I didn't buy any extras. I didn't even really, you know, the, the whole opting in thing. When you opt in, at least this is how it worked for me. I, I don't even know what the I don't even know what the price of the game I'm going to on Sunday is. I just know that I got a charge. Like, oh, you're going. Like, okay, okay. Well, I was just curious if I've, it's fifty thousand season ticket seats, but some people opt for four instead of two, or I don't no, know. No, I don't think you get to uh, you again. If you're talking about first crack at tickets yeah. it's not yours you can't and it. as many as you want to buy all right because then it you'd would, have nothing left right they would run uh, out of again seats. that's just a guess we yeah. haven't got any information on that yet yeah but my, my now that we're talking it out i bet everybody that wants to go that has a season ticket holder whatever place in line or maybe you don't have season tickets you just know someone you're going to use their spot in line my guess is that everybody that wants to go that has that advantage will be able to. I think the only thing it would be the issue you'd be discussing the travel costs. Not the ticket cost, because it's a chance to see the Bills clinch a spot in the Super Bowl, right? So you'd want to be there for that. You talked about going, but it's how am I getting there? Am I flying? Am I driving? Am I, there's a hotel for a night. Like How and much are the other costs around that you wouldn't have paid for if the Bills were playing in Orchard Park in the AFC title game? And that game is going to be the late game on the Sunday. 630 game. Yeah. 630. And we don't know the schedule for next week yet. Again, the Bills have to win. I feel like I have to say that every once in a while in case people talk about us, you know, looking a game and two games ahead. But I would bet, I don't know the network breakdown. Isn't Bills-Bengals the last game of next oh, that's, weekend? That's a huge it's, matchup. It's, it, there's no way it's the Saturday night game. No. That to me looks that's like. Prime time. That's primetime. That's Chiefs-Jaguars on yeah. Saturday night. Bills-Bengals Bills, is CBS, right. f- whatever, 430 on Sunday, look I at all the hype for the game going into the Monday night game. Right, they were going right. to they were saying it was going to be the highest rated Monday night game in however twenty it was. years. It was the highest rated, mo- it, and it, it wasn't played. Of course, they're going to want this right. as the premier matchup. It would have been the game of the year two weeks ago. It'd be the game of the year again. Yeah, all the stuff that surrounds it now with the Hamlin story, yeah. and of course, it's Allen for a chance to go to, to the AFC Championship game instead yeah. of just the the one that was the game of the year was just for seeding. Mm-hmm. You know, this that would be the the game to put in your banner window, your your top notch window. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us, Bills fans. Which, go ahead, just real quick on that. Yeah. If Dallas or Tampa wins, one of the two is going to win. The other argument is that one of those two goes on Sunday at four thirty. That is Tom Brady or the Dallas Cowboys. If Dallas those are both. wins, so Dallas could play at. Philly. Philly. Ooh. Would that be the early game? Ooh, that's a pretty good matchup for that's the That's what networks. I mean. Like, yeah. You, you have you – have, and if, if Brady and the Bucs win, it's Brady and Philadelphia probably. Yeah. I feel like – I feel Dallas-Philly, st- Dallas, that's an interesting discussion. Because it's Dallas, all eyes on Dallas, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Prescott, Hurts, the one seed. The, I mean, that's a really good matchup. The five highest-rated football games this year, four of them were Cowboys games, <laughs> and the other was the Bills Thanksgiving game. Yeah, it figures. What if it's the Giants? Cowboys. No. Giants and Eagles. No. Giants Eagles? No. One o'clock. Yeah, that's not a that's not a prime. Sunday matchup. one. I think Dallas Eagles. Yeah. I don't have an answer for you guys. I would still lean towards the Bills, but maybe I'm too close to the discussion. Dallas and the Eagles is a really attractive matchup. Just feels like it's something that happens that you get annoyed about. Giant market, New York City, NFC East games that get priority, but that's probably right. That's that a, it would the Giants are a day game. 
Yeah. I'll just be yeah. If if it's if the Bills Bengals goes to one o'clock, I no, just feel like. couldn't you put Bills? You could put Bills Bengals okay. Saturday night, and then Dallas and the Eagles are the second game Sunday. Just timelines. Next week's games are likely three o five and six forty. Six. It's not a one four. Well, all right. Three o five and six forty. Would they not put Dallas on Saturday because they, they have them on Monday. Monday? That's right. So Dallas got to play He's on Sunday. Play. They have to play them on Sunday. Yeah. So three o five accomplishes that afternoon window for Dallas if you wanted to give the Bills and the Bengals six forty. I don't know why this is so fun to talk about, but no, I, do I think, like I, the I think yeah. <laughs> they would want Dallas in the six six o'clock window Sunday night, and then they'd put the Bills and the Bengals on Saturday night in the six o'clock window, right? Because both teams are Maybe. playing. When, no, both teams are playing Sunday. Yeah. Granted, yeah. since he's playing Sunday night, but both teams are playing Sunday, so they have equal number of days until the next matchup. So you're putting, you, you're putting both of those games both on Both of Sunday. the games are night games. And then oh, the other okay. two games are the afternoon games, the early games. I see. Which would be Kansas City and whoever, the Chargers or the Jaguars, right? Mm-hmm. And then what San, are we Francisco San Francisco and... against Minnesota or the Giants. Those are the three o'clock games. They wouldn't be able to play the Giants. They'd have to play the. Oh, okay. If Giants win, they're Eagles, playing the Eagles. Dallas. Probably. I mean, this, if the Seahawks right. and Minnesota, Giants okay. win, I guess, but that doesn't seem very likely. If Minnesota wins, <laughs> it's San Francisco and Minnesota. That's not a six o'clock game. Imagine you're a Dolphins no. fan and you tune in, like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what are they talking about today? I'd say, you know, we all we all want to perform well when when it counts. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is one of those games. So just hopefully one of us is out there making making a huge play and we win that game. Taron Johnson and the Bills defense getting ready for the matchup against Hill, Waddle, and company. On the call on Sunday here on WGR will be Chris Brown with Eric Wood and Sal Capaccio. Chris joining us right now on Football Friday and his segment is brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. By Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. By Sullivan's Brewing Company, from Ireland to Buffalo, the best dales in the world. And by Lockport Outdoor Store, high-impact gear for hardworking men and women. Good morning, Mr. Brown, and happy Football Friday to you, sir. Yeah, good morning. Let's go. Yeah, yeah you're a little fired up, are you? Just pace yourself, Chris. you got to wait 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh but, you know, it's playoff football. We're, this is what you wait all year for, right? I'm reminded of the Bill Parcells line on NFL Films. This is why you lift all them weights. This is, you know, all that stuff. So this is it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're fired up. You're fired up. What about the Bills and pressure? Chris, let's start there. Obviously, there are Super Bowl expectations. Get there. Not only just get there, but win the game this year. Um, and those were there last year, too. How do you think they are equipped, prepared, handling or will handle that kind of pressure going into the at least the wild card round yeah i think coach mcdermott has a a remarkable way of just narrowing the focus and then asking his players to intensify that that focus to the point where they can't even see or think about anything else it's almost like you know putting the blinders on i i'm telling you i mean it's if his Wednesday press conference wasn't indication enough, you know, all he's worried about is Miami right now. Mm-hmm. And that's all they should be worried about right now. Expectations don't help you. They don't hurt you. They're just out there. Uh, what matters is how you play against Miami. And, you know, that's why, that's why I loved his line at the end of his press conference. This isn't a soap opera. It's not. 
It is a football game. Um, let's talk the biggest. I want, I, me, I want to follow up on that, though, oh, Chris. Go ahead, real, yeah. real quick, one thing about this, about, like, it's not a soap opera. I like that line, too. And, you know, if we're as outsiders, as we watch this team, observe this team, you know, we kind of give them sometimes storylines or motivation. The DeMar Hamlin thing, of course, is is a very, very big moment for the country and the sports world. I wonder how much you think last year's playoffs are driving what they are. Because to me, this whole season has felt like the Bills are trying to right a wrong. They felt like they were it last year. And this year's been about waiting for this moment to get back to prove that they are here to right a wrong. Yeah, I I think that would I think that would serve to propel them more if and when they play the Chiefs. I think that's when that stuff really kicks in. I think for now it's the usual stuff that they've done, you know, for the last five years. Flip the motto to championship caliber, hone in on your details just a little bit more. And just put your focus squarely on the team in front of you this week. Then if you're, you know, fortunate enough to win that, just do it again next week. It's that whole want to know this week mentality that you'll hear time and time again from the players, even though it is the playoffs. Chris, when you look at the matchup, where do you see some of the bigger edges favoring the Buffalo Bills in this game? Well, I, I think the, the young edge rushers could have a day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I heard you mention in the last segment, you know, three starting offensive linemen injured, including both of their tackles. And word out of Miami is, you know, Brandon Shell, who is essentially the backup right tackle, who's in for Austin Jackson, who's on IR, not likely to be good enough to play in the game. Now you're going down the depth chart even more. Is it Kendall Lamb? Well, he's on the injury report, too. That's your third right tackle. So are you going to Jerron Christian? I mean, that's insane. Uh, And it's not much better on the other side. I mean, Teron Armstead may drag himself out there on the field, but he's not going to be himself. He's not going to be Pro Bowl caliber like he has for most of his career. I, I see an opportunity there. For Buffalo's young defensive ends to get home on a quarterback who I think Buffalo's back seven, along with, you know, Leslie Frazier, can get him to pad the ball a little bit. I think we know that Mike McDaniel is going to try to create some easy reads for Skylar Thompson to get the ball out of his hand quickly, maybe just some simple half-field reads, that kind of thing. Well, if you can change what that look is after the snap, now he's patting the ball, and now you're helping your pass rushers get home. The other thing that I think you got to be wary of defensively, they got nothing to lose. So gadget plays, unusual alignments, formations. I'm not saying they're going to do the Kansas City Chiefs ring around the rosy play, but they might line Tyreek Hill up in the backfield so they can just hand him the ball. I mean, Something like that could happen very easily. So you're really going to have to be ready for anything because they're going to let it all hang out. Chris, um, a Josh Allen question. When we last left playoff Josh Allen, he put together two fantastic performances. He does have a history of success and productivity against the Miami Dolphins. What kind of expectations or what are you thinking you're going to see from Josh Allen on Sunday? Well, 
Yeah, when the games get bigger, typically his play gets better, right? So I think that's the expectation. Um, You know, I you always are a little wary. I mean, last year I thought he really turned the page in terms of staying emotionally centered uh, when he's playing. I mean, he gets so hyped to play football, which is great, and you don't want to tamp that down too much. But at the same time, you don't want him getting out over his skis and biting off more than he can do. Um, so it's a delicate balance. But I think now, you know, in his fifth season, he's he's mastered that in terms of keeping it in a place where he can be the most productive quarterback for his football team. And I'm anticipating that's what we'll see on Sunday. What are your We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com thoughts on the Miami defense um, which has got some good players up front but you know I th- although I believe you did call them a hot mess earlier this week <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Miami defense and them matching up against the Bills because they don't really you know they don't come up with a lot of interceptions they're not good on third down they don't seem to do anything particularly well yeah it, it's been a tough go for that group um they're holding it together with duct tape right now, at least as far as I see it. Now, their defensive front is very good. Yep. Christian Wilkins is having an all-world season, and I don't think enough people are noticing. I mean, the guy's got 98 tackles. I can't remember a time when I saw a defensive tackle with more than, like, 75 tackles. Forget about 98. That's an insane number. Uh, he really is the anchor on that run front, and it's why they're a top-five run defense. They're good in that area. And I even think Jack Seiler, who plays next to him, is an underrated defensive tackle who really had a breakout season this year. The, the disappointment has been Bradley Chubb, the trade acquisition, only two and a half sacks since he's been there, and I think he's played in about seven games. And he's battling two injuries this week. Uh, so that's, that's a problem. Jalen Phillips has had a nice season. He's kind of living up to the billing of being a first-round pick. But I think the linebackers can be had, guys, at the second level in the mm-hmm. passing game, whether it's your running backs or you're running people like Cole Beasley underneath. Those guys just cannot cover enough ground. They're not of the athletic ilk that an Edmonds or a Milano are. So, to me, that's, that's an area to exploit. And even their secondary, you know, Xavier Howard, he made the Pro Bowl this year on reputation. Word is that he has been playing through some injuries and has not been himself. Uh, I think he's been victimized for big plays more than we're used to seeing. And Byron Jones has been invisible all year on PUP. And, you know, he's not coming back. So they've had to kind of stitch it together on the other side with Keon Crossan. I think Cater Kohu is a nice rookie nickel story as an undrafted rookie, but you know, Javon Holland, an athlete, a ball hawk. You got to watch out for him. But yeah, it's 
They can't stop anybody. They can't get to the quarterback without blitzing. They're terrible on third down, as you mentioned. And even in the red zone, they're not very good. So it's <laughs> they're just trying to hold it together. And they were buoyed by the fact that Tua, when he was in the lineup, they could score, you know, 28 points a game, and they would win that way. Well, you know, now the offensive scoring has dried up to a degree, and they're having problems, and I think they're getting exposed. Hey, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackles numbers, the most tackles for a DT since 1994. I, I told you it was a while. See, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, very nice. Have a good call Sunday and in your first playoff game, and thank you for coming on with us this morning. Yeah, all right, guys. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Chris Brown with us here on the Wester Hotline. His segment brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com by Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills, by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world, and by Lockport Outdoor Store High Impact Gear for hardworking men and women. A lot going on at the uh, Facebook feed. Joe's snacking choices are being called out. Yep. Applesauce. What? What's wrong with applesauce in a, in a tube? Listen. Applesauce in a tube for a snack? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a pouch. It's a pouch. Listen. Food pouch. Joe will tell you, I mean, there's applesauce in a pouch. I bring in pouches that are probably intended for toddlers every day. Yep. Snacks are chips, they're pretzels, they're cookies. No, no. It's a new life hack as a dad, as a parent, that those little pouches that have strawberry strawberry banana or banana raspberry Mm -hmm. or apple. or We have all these pouches. We'll buy like 50 for a week. Maybe not that many, but whatever, for the kids. I take one every day. Right, so I just want to tweet out it's, that Jeremy steals such food a time from saver. <laughs> this should be totally right? normal. Joe, will you retweet that? I Jeremy tell my wife it, there's yeah. got to be a billion dollar market for more adult food pouch based snacks. Billions of dollars out there to be made on this stuff. Yep. Grew up as we grew up on applesauce yeah. snacks. Gogurt on break. the pouches. The the yo- the gogurt yogurts that you squeeze. Yeah. Cupcakes. Danishes, Rice Krispie treats. What? Put them you're in a wiping pouch. your hands. You need napkins. You need all these other things. That's a what pouch. I got sleeves for. Well, also, <laughs> like as someone that's trying to eat healthy, that's very easy to go to. To oh, there's a there's Hostess cupcakes in the, in the vending machine out there. Yeah. Instead, boom, applesauce, perfect. Whatever. You only live once, guys. Put the cupcake in a in a pouch. I mean, there's Howard's definitely never even had applesauce, so <laughs> you're not exactly <laughs> well, qualified to speak on this. Well, it is a derivative of this. fruit, so why right, would exactly. I touch it? It's just chopped up apples. No, you I, n- you've never had applesauce? I have had apples. I, li- I actually like applesauce. It was definitely feasible. Oh, it goes you great had. with pork chops. It's totally... Wait a minute. That, oh, right. He's had it on pork chops. No, I've, I mean, I've had applesauce as a side dish okay. on, yeah. with dinner. Yeah. That, okay. I love applesauce. I can't believe you think that we should just have known you had applesauce. <laughs> you haven't eaten apple pie. <laughs> I don't apple like pie it. Is, is, it's don't... basically applesauce in a crust. <laughs> no, I don't like it. No. <laughs> okay. It's not pureed. Right? At pureed? Pureed? Yeah, it's yeah, got to be like pureed apple. You're right. Like you're right. liquid content. Yeah, an apple pie, there are slices of apple as, you know, soft as they may be, they are slices. I'm, I just got to finish this tweet about how you steal food from your kids. I mean, Dan writes in, the pouches are a go-to if you have kids or if you're a dad. Of course. Like, it is a life hack to eat these pouches on the regular. Okay. What are you posting about? I'm about how you yeah. steal you're food like, from your kids. I, it's not stealing. Yes, it is. I you said it. 
I bought it. They're stealing from me. They don't have, they don't have, they don't have jobs yet. There it is. You are really growing up as a dad. You've gone already to the you're stealing from me line. Work hard and buy these pouches, and they just get them for free. You are way ahead of the curve of talking of going to your kids and saying you're you've been stealing from me for years. You accused me of stealing. Anyway, the, I'm going to go have a pouch right now. I'm going to go get right, one. I'm going, I'm going to the snack it. machine to get some cupcakes. That's why I have the waistline I have. It is Football Friday. Uh, we owe you Topps Tailgate Trivia. Don't forget, speaking of food, uh, so Jeremy's going to bring you that. But, hey, we got phone lines open, and we want to hear from you. How are you feeling? What are you thinking about this morning? As we get ready for the playoff opener on Friday, fairly open-ended question for you to answer for each person out there. 803-0550. Football Friday is presented by Topps Markets. Rush to the Topps Red Zone for winning savings. And by Svetka, an official sponsor of the Buffalo Bills. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.